everybody. Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I'm your host, Michelle Hootink, and my co-host, Christian Conway. It looks like all it took was coronavirus to stop us crossing the ball 27 times. Oh, hey, there it goes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's on it. Um, yeah, we're still doing the thing that we love, which is recording this podcast. Yeah, of course. I mean, we all need something to, to keep going. So, of course, we'll be happy to provide as much as we can for your social distancing uh, yoga sessions. Yeah. What really helps, actually, is that Christian and I record remotely anyway. Yeah, we, we've been practicing for this for all of our lives. Right. So, yeah, we're coming at you. Uh, we don't have any new Galaxy news for you guys. As you know, the season's been suspended for at least 30 days. Um and so we decided to go ahead and bring you what I call an origin episode. How did Christian and I fall for soccer, fall for LA Galaxy, and end up doing Simply Soccer together? We're going, we're going deep into the history books on this one today. Yes, and bringing you the favorite Galaxy players, of course. And uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll go ahead and start. So I actually didn't get into soccer until... 2005. I remember, you know, the 1994 World Cup and wanting to watch it, but I come from a family that, you know, they moved here from Amsterdam on my dad's side. And my mom is Mexican. So you'd think that <laughs> with that, they have a rich history of soccer. But instead, uh, you know, when they got here, they're Americanized. So it was all about the NBA. It was all about American football, as they call it, the NFL and so I, I grew up watching those sports and playing basketball with my cousins in the backyard. And then just as a woman, I think people assume that you've played soccer at some point. <laughs> I was terrible. I was so bad. I never played at all. Um, so, well, not never at all. I shouldn't say that. I played when I was 11 years old and I got a handball and it was really bad. And now as an adult, <laughs> I understand <laughs> I understand why, you know, the kids were so mad at me. And I grew up in a uh, Latino area of Los Angeles. So, you know, it was all around me. I just, you know, wasn't until I had a boyfriend at the time. And his family's tradition was to go to Galaxy Games for 4th of July. And so that's what, that's how it all started. I mean, as soon as I walked into the, uh, what was the Home Depot Center. <laughs> Remember that? God, doesn't that feel like years ago? <laughs> Yeah, well, remember we want chicken. Um, <laughs> Good Lord. I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever actually took up the the polo confero or whatever offer. I don't think I ever did it. <laughs> you never did it. Oh, I well, never we did. We had one in the valley. I just don't think there were any on my on my drive back to San Diego that I could like stop at. I think everything one of them was like kind of out of the way, and by the end of a game, you're tired and you have to drive two more hours. You know, you oh, don't really yeah. want to go. That's true, and yeah, so so. When I walked into Home Depot Center, it was just an energy that, I mean, granted, I hadn't been to any stadium before that. I'm sure if I walked into the Staples Center, I don't know. But it was totally different for me. It was just, you know, because it's open. Our stadium is open. You can see, you know, the sunset, the clouds, the palm trees. I mean, the lighting, everything about it just the atmosphere. And then of course the fans, the cross stadium chants. I mean, the fireworks at the beginning when they're, you know, doing the anthem. I mean, how do you, how do you not fall in love? How do you not get excited to be there? I mean, the one, uh, there, there is a, a certain level of romance of, you know, 
the 7 p.m. kickoff on a mid-Sunday afternoon and that the sun's streaming in on that back, uh, that north end side, on like the left-hand side of the north end. It's just, it is, there's a certain level of romance about it that I've I've always kind of loved. Um, as, as for the anthem, I mean, you never forget the first time you you got terrified of the fireworks. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I, I still jump. I still do. Oh, Well, and then on a perfect weather day, the confetti twirls. It just continually twirls at the top of the stadium, you know? Yeah, it, is, um, it is. It is. There is a certain level of romance around it that I, I agree with. Yeah. And I really, I can't remember who we played. I think Galaxy History had looked it up and I think we tied against New England that day or something. But, um, you know, I, I mean, even the, the players' names, like, you know, it was Kobe Jones, it was Landon Donovan. Like, I... I didn't have, you know, any Galaxy gear that first game. And after that, oh, I had me a, and I still have the Landon Donovan shirt. And yeah, so that, you know, that's, that's how it was for me. And then I was going to like six games a year. And then of course, you know, you break up and well, not necessarily, right. But (laughs) (laughs) that's what happened. Um, You know, and the Galaxy, the Galaxy remained no matter how much your life changes and what you go through. The galaxy are there and you know you take a little break and i found myself on twitter one day because as we do like tumblr you just kind of bounce back and forth and you find your way back and i i was just you know i only followed a few things on twitter and this was now this was uh 2000 the end of 2017 and i had gotten into the black hole that was twitter and somehow I was like, there's an entire galaxy community. What is going on? What have I been missing? And then it turned out that MLS female, now known as Switch the Pitch, was looking to replace their LA Galaxy writer. And I felt that in my gut. I knew that was me. But I was in transition. I was living at my parents' house. I was like trying to figure things out. And I was just thinking, like, should I really apply, you know, and do this right now? Can I, do I have the time? And I'm still teaching um, English as a second language, you know? And yeah, I typed up my article, like it was a resume, but it was a resume of my, my soccer experience. The most memorable games, obviously, you know, my first one, um, the 2011 cup mls cup where you're standing in the pouring rain it was just the most un-la november the coldest coldest night of my life like no joke the coldest night of my life (laughs) yeah and and everybody just you know to still see the heart and everybody staying there i know that they kind of get on us la people uh, tease us about the rain and everything like that but let me tell you galaxy fans were out um do you remember more about that game christian the 2000 uh I remember, I remember Adam Christman started in that game, because it was Chad Barrett went down injured in training, and Adam Christman, who, God bless his soul, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Um, <laughs> and I just remember, probably was the fifth. I want to say the fifty-second minute. I mean, he's in alone, clear header. Any anyone, you know, you put either of us in there, and we're scoring it. And he just completely flubs it. I was just like, oh, this is going to be such a long night. And then of course that yeah. moves that. You know, it was it was the the first time that we saw really what the the combination of Beckham, Donovan, and Keane was going to really yeah. be, what it was going to look like. I mean, you know, Beckham's brilliant ball, Keane leaves it for Donovan, Donovan slots at home. Um, that was that, I mean, that was that was 
one of those those nights that just you always kind of remember fondly, uh, even if you almost got hypothermia being there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And uh, I was standing on the on the north end, um, not not where you know you guys stand now, but I mean, and nobody was sitting down while anybody was. You know, if you were capable of standing up, you were up. Um, you know, during that match, and I was closest to where where they have the the Houston fans, and it was pretty wild. Um, oh yeah, they started fighting each other. Yeah, like, it wasn't yeah. Like Houston fans fighting Galaxy fans. It was Houston fans fighting each other. It was quite, quite impressive. <laughs> quite impressive. And then you know, of course, 2012 uh, Galaxy Cup. I was I was on like the sidelines, and the person who was supposed to go with me had to work, and so I ended up bringing my friend Virginia. She's Argentinian. She loves Messi, and so I was like, well, let me be, be your first uh, MLS game. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot for people. And then 2014 also, um, you know, going, going to every playoff match, you know, and, and just being, you know, being there to support your team, seeing them win the Western conference, and then also seeing them, um, you know, uh, obviously lift the trophy, but you're, you know, you're, if you couldn't be at the stadium, if they were playing away, like I did go, I remember to Angel City Brewery in 2014 to watch that leg. So um, long they've become an LAFC bar. I'm so long they've become I'm an LAFC so brewery. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I can't. Uh, well, here we are. <laughs> Money <But> speaks. <laughs> I know. But at the time it was like, you know, they did everything to get that set up so we could watch that game. And it was also pouring rain and then yeah to lift the lift the trophy at home i think as galaxy fans we are obviously spoiled not just because of cups but we're we're used to being on the top tier where we're hosting yeah we're hosting I mean, those games that is that is very true i mean i i have fond memories of the 2011 and 2014 cup 2012 cup i was actually i watched it in my college dorm room on my roommate's projector <laughs> <laughs> nice. there's maybe like four of us in the dorm room i think was it a sunday afternoon kickoff uh yes yeah, yes it was, it was. yeah afternoon. i remember that so, yeah so i was in the only December, one that, yeah. i was the only one that was super stoked it was like we're getting in towards exam season and like that saturday night before the final was like the one last night that we all could go out before like a freshman year exam so everyone's hung over as hell we're, we're watching this and i'm losing it like completely just having the time of my life and everyone's just like what is going on <laughs> like um i remember that final too um there are moments I I cite a lot in, in just general sports watching where time seems to slow down as a fan, where just mm -hmm. you see something happen and just some reason time just loses its speed. Um, and for me, it was that Juninho ball to Omar Gonzalez in that 2012 final. Yes. Just literally Omar Gonzalez like leaps over everyone by about three <sighs> feet and just powers it home into the bottom corner. And I mean, that was just phenomenal. Like, I mean... It was just one of one of those moments where everything just slowed down. Yeah, I mean, even with all those games and all the fans, because as soon as Beckham got here, I mean, you could just hear all the girls screaming and the the camera lights flashing. Of course, I mean, not to, you know, um, but it's it it really is something to to see all the fans, uh, the history of it. You know, everybody's been there from from the start and then whenever you do have new new fans coming in they they usually stick yeah <laughs> you know i've i've met a lot of people who are like yeah i remember 2005 2011 2012 2014 i was here and then um you know even if i only went to like one game there was i think it was like 2015 2016 you know those were not good seasons <laughs> and so like i remember going to like just a couple of games a year the 2017 i ended up doing the six game thing Again, and I went to that game uh, against uh, Manchester United, which was 
man. You know, I know. That, that 2017 season, oh boy. Yeah, it was rough anyway. Oof. And then you're surrounded by Euro snobs and your stadium is like full of Manchester United fans. And you're just like, you know what? I know that some of you are Galaxy fans. <laughs> you all got that package deal. I mean, <laughs> At that point, it was a little bit more fashionable to wear the Manchester United jersey than the Galaxy jersey at that you point know, in the season. Stand in solidarity with the four people I saw in the stadium wearing <laughs> exactly. the Galaxy gear. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so then, you know, obviously after writing my resume and, and reflecting on that, uh, you know, the article, turning it into my, my Galaxy experience, I sent it to MLS Female and the editors. Yeah, they were like, you know, I wanted to just be a contributor because that's all I thought I could do at the time. And then... They said, no, like, we want you to be our writer. Like, they practically almost begged me. They were so excited. And I, I, yeah, I mean, how do you say no to that? Casual flex. Okay, we see you. (laughs) I guess so. Uh, (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Thank you. And then, um, you know, when when I took it on, like, I did not know it was going to become what it has, which was literally... Overnight, they connected me to the former writer who happened to be working for the front office. Next thing I know, I'm being told, okay, you're going to get uh, to interview the players at the launch party. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm a people person, you know, I'm a, I'm a teacher. I, uh, you know, I wasn't really nervous about that, but I had never done media before. I had no idea. And, you know, you hear that LA is always so competitive. And instead, the reporters were super helpful. Um, you know, they welcomed me. They're like, oh yeah, get in there. They're like, oh, hey, you know, this guy or this person, um, you know, they don't let them take all the questions. Like, you know, just say something. And yeah, I remember legit sporting the new kit for us. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool to be around, uh, you know, meeting all the media people and getting to know them. And then that's when things, you know, changed. I, I realized like, this opened me up to a whole world. Um, Ellie is our house was my first podcast and, you know, I played their, their balls and beers games, which is their trademark, uh, prediction game, uh, because MLS is the most difficult game to predict. I mean, we, we often avoid doing predictions on this show. <laughs> we avoid them. We avoid them like the plague. I mean, oh, MLS is just regardless is, is the most impossible league in the world to even come close to understanding. Right. And yeah, but that's the fun of it. That's what makes MLS so different. And so after that, then, of course, I got invited to to other podcasts. And people were asking me, when are you going to start your own? So second season of uh, now with Switch the Pitch, um, I decided to, yeah, you know, it's the start of the 2018 season. And, you know, this is before I knew Zlatan was going to be there. I, you know, decided that, yeah, okay, I'll start, I'll start my own pod. And like, what should I call it? And actually one of my coworkers, I've got a lot of creative people that I work with here, um, at the language school. And he was like, yeah, why don't you, you know, you like alliteration, just do simply soccer. And I was like, that is super cool. Like, thanks. And thankfully he didn't ask me for any, uh, <laughs> revenue or anything. Not that we've made anything from this, but, um, but thanks for the people who are listening, who are supporting. Uh, I asked one of my students who attends, uh, the Lang the, uh, music Institute, if he would do the intro, the bass intro that you guys know and love. Uh, so he did and, and here we are. Um, so I, you know, kind of took the method of the other podcasts and, and had guests on at first. And then of course, you know, scheduling and things like that, it, it got harder and harder to have consistent guests. And let's be honest, our soccer world is pretty small 
actually. That's true. Uh, Everybody's been on everybody's podcast. And so I decided, um, okay, well, let me see if I can have a consistent host. And then it turned out, you know, we had Jamie Bacon for a minute. And then one day she, you know, couldn't, couldn't come on. And she goes, can I, can I have Christian, uh, sub for me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I said, okay, we can figure out this remote recording thing. And, and do this and so uh yeah here you are christian here we are yeah it's been it's been an excellent ride so far and i hope it continues for for a very long time well yeah but tell everybody how you like when did you get into so Galaxy? Uh, the first the first soccer match i watched was the 2002 world cup final which was brazil and france a brazil a young brazilian team that was you know kind of establishing its dominance in in, in the global sphere of things and, and then a, a france team that had won in 98 that was on the twilight of a lot of fantastic careers. But I, I remember watching it. It was before 4 a.m. kickoff or something like that because it was in South Korea, um, kind of watching it half-blurred. But I didn't realize that it was going to stick in my head for as long as it did. And then I ended mm. up... Um, you, so f- for those of you who did not watch soccer in 2002 to 2007, and those of you who, you know weren't exposed to the galaxy and were exposed to European soccer. You knew how hard it was to watch soccer in this country. I mean, like you would turn on on Saturday, there'd be like one, maybe two Premier League games. It would always Champions be like, League. <laughs> like Champions League wasn't a thing. You had to go to some obscure European bar that like had a channel and you'd be in the far corner, like, like a TV the size of a laptop and like five of you watching around. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I remember like we'd, we'd have always Manchester United on and, and United was the like the only team that was shown in the United States at the time. Um, but I remember I was flipping through channels one day and I saw La Liga for the first time. Um, I think I was playing tennis back in the day and you'd play in the mornings and you play tournaments and by like 12, you'd be done. And so you'd come home, you're tired. You don't really want to do anything. So I just turned on, I watched uh, FC Barcelona and this was the beginning of the Pep Guardiola era. And then I just, I mean, that was, I fell in love in a heartbeat. I mean, they were fun to watch. They were exciting. They had, phenomenal players i mean this was the this was the you know long young Lionel messi this was samuel eto'o at his finest you know xavi iniesta rising to become the greatest of all time in their respective positions so i fell in love with that team for a long time and that was kind of my infection vector into soccer and then um i remember watching mls on tv because like remember there was fox spark or fox soccer channel Oh yeah. So they would always have like they'd always have like the game of the week and like back then the Galaxy were pretty much, you know, because the Galaxy had like Beckham, they had this, you know, Donovan, Kobe Jones, like yeah. they were always the game of the week. And so I always was watching them. And then in 2011, I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna make the drive up. Like we're gonna go watch a game, you know. We're gonna go see this team that I've I had fallen in love with on TV in person. First game was when was it 2010? It might have been 2010. But it was a 1-1 draw between the New York Rebels, who at the time had Thierry Henry, like Luke Rogers, Timo Tamiu, like um, all that, like that really good Red Bulls team. Like Buna Kundul was playing for them in goal. And then it was the Galaxy, of course, David Beckham, Landon Donovan. This was prior to Keane. Um, so it must have been 2010 then. And um, yeah. I just remember it was a phenomenal game. But Landon has a ball cleared off the line that he should have scored, like that 99 times out of 10, 100 times he's going to score it. But the uh, center back who was covering the, the play, like, literally goes Usain Bolt-level speed and just somehow clears it off the line. And at that point, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was, I was caught. You know, I was, I was, it, 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 it was, you know, in the system. And so, uh, you know, did a couple of games in 2011. Um, 
I remember I saw Chris Burchall's one and only goal for the LA Galaxy, uh, which was against Toronto, and it was actually a pretty lovely finish. Um, then there was a 2000. Of course, we've, we've waxed lyrical about the 2011 World or uh, 2011 World Cup, the 2011 MLS Cup final. Um, and then um, basically, in terms of when I was in college in North Carolina, like watching Galaxy games was you know my end of Sunday. You know, I got all my work done. You know, this is something to look forward to, kind of thing. So you know, they were kind of my my comfort place all through college, and and then of course getting to attend the 2014 MLS Cup final. I remember. I had an exam at like nine o'clock that morning on my flight the night before I lost cup left at like 1 p.m. So I'm rush like rushing through my exam to finish it. So I can get to the airport on time. I like literally get to the airport with about 15 minutes remaining before my flight departs. Oh, wow. Somehow get there. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of my my pathway into soccer and, and, and my pathway into the galaxy. Um, then, of course, uh, you and I met two seasons ago at a game I can't remember which one but we met in the parking lot yeah <laughs> um, of course lot 13 guys come lot on 13 and then just started you know shooting uh shooting uh shooting the, the proverbial and um now here we are <laughs> um so it's yeah. been it's been a phenomenal I've just so many memories and, and I just keep there's so many that I keep my brain just literally can't release them all because it's just it's this massive cascading waterfall that like we would be here for hours you know yeah for real um that's what i was gonna say too like just traveling with you in seattle i mean the true test of a friendship is being able to travel i think (laughs) um but we yeah but we we've had good times um i guess i will admit i threw up outside the sounder stadium never did that at the galaxy stadium let me (laughs) i mean you know the sounders have that effect on people oh dear Especially that game. Oh god! Was, oh man! Oh, the hell of a game. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's also like I, I, speaking about away trips, but it's also that's been kind of in my my later years now. I mean, my later years. God, I was gonna uh, say, wait, my later years, <laughs> my later years of Galaxy fan fandom. Let me right. That. But it, it, that's kind of actually where I found the most joy recently is is seeing everyone in a different place. I, it, and I've talked about this on the pod before where I said, you know, it's, it, it is kind of, you know, we love the galaxy stadium. We love, we have our traditions on game day, et cetera, Absolutely. but it is kind of fun to go and, and see how other fans experience the same product as you do. So, um, and I, actually, like, yeah, fans have been really, really cool. Um, for the most part, you know, um, it, it's nice to, to, like you said, get to meet Twitter, Twitter fans, Twitter friends, <laughs> Um, it's pretty funny to get recognized these days. It is weird. <laughs> yeah. It's usually like someone's like, oh, you're a Christian. Yeah, what, uh, ooh, what did I do wrong this time? Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then I have My a bad. lot of people who bow down to you for your statistical analysis. Oh, God. I don't know. I, I like numbers, guys. <laughs> I know. And I want everybody listening to know that, like, you know, before this whole um, lockdown, I... And Christian had decided that we were going to actually start recording more. (laughs) It's so much planned. It was so much fun. I know. And and we still do. Like, that's why we're bringing you this episode and and things like that. And so, you know, trying to get other guests on and and make it work. Uh, Because, yeah, we we have seasons past. And I know Christian is a history buff for sports and soccer specifically. Very true. true. Um, You know, and so... Yeah, I, I feel like we're able to to bring different sides of things and try to do, look, 
it's easy to be competitive. What I love about the Galaxy community is that they're collaborative. We've been able to work with everybody, but you know, when everybody's got a podcast, you got to be able to stand out. So, you know, it, it helps that I'm a woman, but that's not, that's not why we do what we do. Well, yeah. also on the, on the collaborative front, what I, I really appreciate about this Galaxy family is at the end of the day, we're all pulling in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Like there's not, you know, we disagree on, on certain things. I think there's no question about that, but that's just the general. Well, that's the fun of it. If we, say, if we all thought the same, you the, know, the general human experience. Um, but we're at the end of the day, we're all Galaxy fans. Like in, and having the Galaxy be successful is, is the one thing we want to always see. And so, like, I think, you know, we have our minor, you know, disagreements, et cetera, but we're all pulling in the same direction. And that's, that's awesome to me. And it is, it is really special. Right. The only time I've ever gotten upset is when I hear Galaxy fans with their loser talk. And I'm like, okay, I recognize it's my job as a reporter to criticize my team when I don't see them, you know, performing well. I mean, what, what, what fun would the pod be if I was just gassing up the Galaxy the whole time, you know? Yeah. So, uh, no. So we recognize that. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but you're a fan at the end of the day. And that's actually why a lot of people have asked me, well, why don't you officially like stay media? And it's like, because then I can't take pictures with the players. Then I can't have this podcast, <laughs> you know? I mean, you can still, like, th- there is that that fine balance, right, of, of mm-hmm. being unbiased, of pulling yourself out of a situation, of looking at a Galaxy game and saying, hey, you know, maybe they didn't play in this respect very well. But at the end of the day, you know, you still have that yearning to be, you know, a fan and like to 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 get it, to get kind of in in a way down and dirty about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I must admit to, or I wanted to admit a little bit more that in, in a lot of ways, you know, we're in the middle of a lot of confusion and we don't have a lot of answers. It's kind of a trying time right now. And, um, you know, when you're a person who has a lot of anxiety on a regular day, you've already thought of the worst case scenario. So some people are like, how are you so chill about everything that's going on? Well, that's part of it. But at the same time, like I still want to be able to do things that I love, like the, like recording, like being able to talk with my friend about soccer and, and things like that. And, and, you know, for some people going, looking back and, and being nostalgic right now, it's, I mean, it's only been a week, right. (laughs) Since, since we've, last seen each other or yes yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's been like 11 days <laughs> i was i was gearing up to get ready to to talk like i was i was excited to talk about this miami match like and then in the blink of an eye it all just like i, I was talking to to someone uh today a, a mental health professional and, and I, I basically you know said like i think the thing that is so insane about this is how disorienting it is mm-hmm. for all of us that you know like our we, I think we're, we're realizing how much comfort we find in routine. And, and for me, that routine is definitely when galaxy season starts, there's a routine about galaxy season and we don't really have that right now. And, right. you know, I, I know we'll, we'll get it back. And I, I, I have no question about that. You know, every. Yeah. Even I, if they got to play indoors and we got to, yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I have, I have a firm belief that every problem is eminently solvable. And, and this one is, is, is no different, but you know, it is it is that uncertainty and that disorientation that is has has made this a very trying time. And why I'm glad that, you know, you look at Twitter, you look at you know sending texts between one another. This Galaxy family, it does transcend just you know, eleven players on a field. You know, it it, it people genuinely are caring about one another in in a period where where this is this is occurring. And, and that's to me so emotionally moving about what makes Galaxy fandom so special. 
And like right before this too, like um, David of LA is our house set up my laptop really nice. Thanks, Dave. And uh, this mic that you're hearing was donated by a Galaxy um, fan. And so, you know, everybody's come together in one in one way or another. And you know, at the time when I found MLS Female, aka Switch the Pitch, now. Um, I was going through depression, you know, and it's not something that people really talk about. Now, it shouldn't matter if your depression is clinical or circumstantial, but mine happens to be circumstantial. And I just needed to set new goals for myself. I needed to find uh, a new routine. And there's been challenges, whether it was technical challenges and me trying or technical difficulties or Mercury and Gatorade where you lose your recording. But I, I realized right away that how much this podcast meant to me and the hoops that I would literally go through to be able to, you know, bring you guys an episode. So thank you for your support. Of course. Yeah. I mean, and we hopefully will be able to, as the situation unfolds, continue to give you guys something to, to look forward to on and, and uh, help, help everyone through this. Yeah. I'm glad Christian's on board. This is the best thing. <laughs> like I, you know, um, it's really like, exciting they, getting they, new skills. <laughs> they closed my gym. I literally, We'll sit, go to my therapist, and then come home. I need things to do. Well, also that. But um, shout out to my friend Priya, who's a personal coach, and she's you know hooked me up with with her program. I can exercise in the living room, but I understand it's not easy for everybody. Um, you know, I've got two roommates myself, so you know, trying to work around that schedule as well. Um, you know, but it's all part of the adventure. Uh, so that's the way I see it. I mean, if we're all, if this is the beginning of like a dystopian novel or you know, TV series on Netflix. Here we go. But I mean, also, some positivity in this is that we know we'll be back at at some point, if not, you know, in the near future, in the future. And to be able to share the joy of like another home opener and stuff like that is going to be so amazing and so incredibly powerful and and, and, and moving. So I mean, I think that's something to definitely look forward to. Yeah, we don't take this for granted. That's for sure. I I certainly never did. Even even before all of this. I mean, I, like you said, like the romance of being at the stadium and taking it all in, and and like you said, the the friends, the family that we've made because of this, and the collaborations that we've done. It's and the traveling. It's it's been an, already an adventure. I'm grateful already, you know, and definitely want to keep that rolling. Yes, for certain. There's no, there's no question. Yeah. So, um, you want to say anything about some of our favorite players? I know we 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 name dropped. I know, yeah, we we were we were discussing, you know, to close it out on kind of a positive note. Like we, we were trying to figure out what to do, and I, I think the thing that I I suggested was, well, who are our favorite players of all time? And, and <laughs> that is a very difficult. <laughs> well, it's question. hard to just choose, you know, because I mean, I think of Omar Gonzalez, like you said, how he was able to to get that goal in. And then I remember the 2014 picture of him, like with a like with a robe open, oh, flashing all of it. That was amazing. <laughs> the roster. I mean, obviously oh, it's, God. it's from behind him, you know, but just that's just so fun. And then of course, like AJ De La Garza and how the whole family came together for Luca. Um you know, you could trust Alan Gordon to come on the pitch in the 70th something minute and <laughs> score a winning goal. You know, there was there was Robbie Keane's absolute ruthlessness in every facet of his game. I mean, just the ball would come to him, and you knew within 30 seconds it'd probably be in the back of the net, um, and you'd be a little bit nervous about him hurting his neck on that on that famous somersault. 
Yeah, for I mean, sure. There was obviously the, 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 there's there's Juninho and, and Marcelo Sarvas too, the great yeah. the great Galaxy midfielders, and, and what a tandem they were. I mean, just an unstoppable combination of passing ability, of midfield strength, of tackling ability. I mean, God, uh, uh, Todd Dunamant, the the model of consistency at left back. I mean, I think if you if you have kids who have any interest in playing at the outside back position, Todd Dunamant is film you should watch. Um, Oh, Mike McGee playing of course, as Mike goalkeeper. McGee. Oh my god! One of the great moments. I mean, Mike <laughs> McGee was just one of the one of the, the great and overall, right? But I remember him being goalkeeper, and you just really like he was his first time ever doing that, and yeah. it made me love him that much more. I mean, one of the great one of the great Galaxy alumni too. I mean, if you look at his involvement with the club as well, he just went on uh, the podcast that Legette went on that got Legette oh, out of trouble. Oh dear! He did their one of their. Uh, him and Alan Gordon like closed out their season last year. You have to listen to both those interviews. They are utterly phenomenal. I mean, some of the stories Alan Gordon says, I just had me in tears laughing so hard. I mean, he's, and then, and then Mike McGee, Mike, Mike McGee, could, I think was struggling this line of like, do I say too much or do I not say enough? <laughs> so uh, no, but I mean, both of them are, were absolutely so much fun. And, and, and you should definitely after you listen to this podcast, listen to those two interviews. But I mean, you know, also, I mean, there was the Gargs and uh, Gordo show. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Dan Garden. I mean, there's just, and of course, you know, unfortunately it didn't end, end in the way that we expected it to. But of course, Jaime Pinedo and goal in those great years. I mean, what a, what a oh, player. Oh, yeah. And Joe Van Dam, huh? Oh, yeah. What a defense. Yeah. I mean, one of, maybe the player for me, I wish ho- hoisted the MLS Cup in Galaxy Colors. Maybe the player that I always, I will always say what if, you know. I know, right? Well, you know, it, it is a really funny thing to have, like, loyalty for Landon Donovan, you know, when he was playing for the we U.S. men's we team. We haven't even mentioned Landon Donovan this entire conversation. <laughs> I, I know, but I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. No, um, there's a special soft spot for Landon, and it was because that that twenty that 2005 um, game you know, that I had gone to. I mean, he was the star. I mean, yes, there's Kobe Jones, obviously. But for me, he was a star because uh, he played for the U.S. men's national team. So, you know, when you had the 2006, uh, 2010 um, World Cups, right? Well, it was that. So this is what's funny about that. So I'm on my couch and I'm super excited because, you know, Landon plays for Galaxy and I'm all in my U.S. men's gear. And yeah, uh, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm I'm praying and I say, okay, God, if Landon Donovan scores the winning goal in extra time, I will name my firstborn son Landon Donovan father's name. <laughs> oh my God. Well, <laughs> I need third minute of the game. Landon scores. Well, I don't have a, a kid. That's a, bi- that's a binding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I feel like now I have to honor that at some point. And, and I mean, he- even if we keep going back in the history of Coach Kobe Jones, but then Cienfuegos and yeah, and Carlos Ruiz, I mean, of course Jorge Campos, like I mean, just the the great names roll off the tongue, you know, to, so to so to speak. It, it really does, and and just the number of stars the Galaxy have had, not just for our silverware and for you know the the winning of this team, but just like you know the highlights, you know. Yeah. It, it, Everybody knows when you're when you're looking back on the history and when people are breaking go- uh, scores, they're they're breaking ours, their records. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a tradition of victory that is un uncom- as as uncomparable in MLS. I loved that tifo. 
was pretty, we, we yeah. did pretty good. <laughs> Not too bad. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So we look forward to the next time that we're able to do this and next time we get to watch soccer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and hopefully that'll be, that'll be very, uh, so, sooner than we've been told it to expect. Hopefully that, that yeah. we hit that point. Yeah, I think so. All right, stay tuned, guys. We'll see you around. Be safe out there. <laughs>